got another song. Now, come on, baby. Okay, is there another song she can sing? Come on. Can we get another song from this? Can we get another song from them? Amen. Church, amen. watches me. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. 
It is by him that we live, move, and have our being. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for this Lord's Day. Thank you for these young people, our chosen ministry. Thank you for all of the leaders and how you have ministered to us this morning. Now, God, help us to understand and apply your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Kent. Thank you. Thank you to all the young people. Thank you. Our young adults have done an extraordinary job. Amen. Amen. Give them another hand clap. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Praise his name. This morning, we're in Matthew chapter 27, and I'm moving towards the close of the series making sense of the miracles. Should the Lord spare life, delay is coming. Next Sunday will be our last sermon in this series, A Dialogue with the Demons. That should be profound. Matthew 27, our text this morning is Affirmation in the Aftermath. Matthew 27, beginning at verse 50, when you get it, say amen. When you get to say amen, amen. say amen again. Amen. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the goose, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in two, twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks did split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Affirmation in the aftermath. The Word of God confirms that Almighty God controls all circumstances. And in controlling all circumstances, He does so in order to capture both the immediate and the ultimate outcomes. As God is sovereign, that means he does whatever he pleases to do. And strategic, he selects all situations, present and future, and has a secret Connection as he designs and directs man's deliverance. One of the profound aspects of the Word of God is that when we look at the historicity 
of Scripture, when we begin to investigate, amen, these narratives, there is always a far-reaching circumstance that God who is multifaceted, God who is all-wise, God who is infinite, not finite, God who sees the end from the beginning never does anything in single file. That whatever God does, there is the immediate and then there is the ultimate. Both purposes are intertwined into his will. Paul talked about this in Ephesians 1.11, don't turn, where Paul says that God, amen, calls into place all things after the counsel of his own will. Hmm. The counsel of his bolima is a Greek word and thalima is a Greek word. One has to do with the unsearchable secrets of God. The other has to do with what God chooses to expose to man. That here in this context, there is a principle that we need to understand in life about our God. That the immediacy of what's going on in your life at the same time simultaneous to the immediacy, there is an ultimate meaning. Meaning that, meaning that God did not just wake you up this morning and you find yourself in the situation you're in. God has already planned, programmed, and called into existence a present day tense and a future day tense. That's why, that's why the writer could say weeping may endure for a night. That's the immediacy, but joy will come in the morning. That's, that's the ultimate. And, 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 and that's why Job says, I'll wait through this immediacy, amen, until my appointed time, my ultimate, and I shall come forth like pure gold. That in every aspect, you and I have got to know that wherever we are this morning, there is a second part to that in the future. Jeremiah said, I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. And, 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 and when Jeremiah prophesied this, Israel was in Babylon. Israel was in prison. Israel was in captivity. And God was making a promise about the ultimate. This is not your ultimate. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is not your ultimate. This is your immediate. There is an ultimate that you're going to shout. There's, there's an ultimate you're going to rejoice. There's, there's an ultimate you're going to praise me. There's, there's an ultimate you're going to worship me. There's, there's an ultimate you're going to thank me. Can I get a witness? That, that, that wherever you are this morning, God is not through with you yet. It, it, it's, it's only begun. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, this principle is so prevailing and so powerful that 
All the stuff that we go through in life, all of the trials and problems and sufferings and tribulations, it just doesn't stop there. There's a future day of blessing there. God is going to pull us out. God, God is going to show us why he's God. God is going to show us why he's all wise. God is going to show us why he's all powerful. God's going to show us why he ought to be praised. Can I get a witness? That's why the songwriter said, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank, I thank God for giving me the victory. And that's why Paul says, and we know that all things are being worked together for the good. Can I get a witness? Some days I'm up. Some days I'm down, some days I'm sad, some days I'm happy, but God is working this thing. Isn't he working it? He's working the immediate and he's working the ultimate. Can I get a witness? That's why we praise him. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is not through with me yet. You prayed and didn't get an answer. You've been waiting and God didn't show up. Can I get a witness? But he's on his way. That's what makes him God. He may not come when you want him, but oh, he's right on time. He's an on time God. So God says, I want you to praise me as if you got the ultimate in your hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't pout when you're suffering, but praise me knowing there's another day coming. Praise me knowing there's another blessing coming. Praise me knowing there's a tomorrow coming. Can I get a witness? You got to affirm him in the present and praise him for the future. You got to thank him in your present and praise him in the future. You got to act like you're already in the future. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You got to do it. You got to know that you know, that you know, that you know. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. Can I get a witness? You got to know that Jesus is your joy. Hallelujah. And that's why Paul said in Thessalonians, in everything. He didn't say for everything. In everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In Genesis chapter 3, don't turn. After the fall of Adam and Eve by Satan, God put them out of the garden as they hid themselves in fig leaves and hid away from God. And then God sent a cherub 
with a flaming sword. Put the angel in, in front of the tree of life so that Adam and Eve couldn't get to the tree. In the immediate, it was denial. But in the ultimate, it was deliverance. And the reason he didn't let them get to the tree, because had they eaten of the fruit of the tree of life, they would have been damned and locked into their sin forever. But see, God knew that he was going to save them. You know God knows things about you you don't even know about yourself. You know God knows what's waiting for you in the future. You know what God knows is waiting for you tomorrow? Can I get a witness? And, ch and child of God, even, even in the book of Exodus 16 and 17, as Israel was being tested by God, and amen, they were hungry and begging for bread, thirsty, waiting for water, and God chose to rain down manna from heaven, bread and quail, bring water out of a rock. God was pointing to something to the ultimate bread, the ultimate water, the ultimate rock, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. In this context, we're going to see three powerful platforms that's, listen to this, simultaneous at the same time of the Lord's death. Listen to pastor, at the same time that Jesus dies. God is dealing with the immediate and the ultimate, looking way up the line to bless his covenantal people. I want you to see these. these this, is, this principle prevails in this text. Verse 50, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice. Now, he had been on the cross at Golgotha, Mount Moriah, nine hours. He had been there from nine o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon. We know about the seven last words from Good Friday, and I'm only concerned for this for the purpose of the sermon with the two words. The sixth word was "It is finished." He didn't say I was finished. He said "It is finished." What was finished was the work of God's redemption. Can I get a witness? He said in John chapter 17, Father, I have finished the work that you gave me to do. And now that I'm finished the work, give me back my glory. Give me back my outward manifestation. Amen. Of glory. Of Shekinah that I had with you from the beginning. Can I get a witness? That, that child of God, when you begin to look at uh, this, this, this text, it says that Jesus, when he yielded up the ghost, verse 50, he said, it is finished, six words, seven words, into thy hands, I commit my spirit. And then the Bible says he died. He died. He died. And the moment he died, it says in verse 50, and behold, 51, the veil curtain of the temple was torn in two, rent from the top to the bottom, meaning man had nothing to do with it, but God did it. The earth did quake and the rocks did split. My God, all, all, all at the same time. 
Now let me stop and educate. Hebrews 10, Hebrews 9 and 10 deals with this veil. Jesus points to back in the book of Exodus, they started out with a tabernacle, which was a temporary dwelling place for the Ark of the Covenant. That God chose to have 12 tribes, amen, four tri- uh, three tribes on every side, north, east, south, west. And the priests would go into this tent on a daily basis. And these priests were responsible to keep this daily ministration going on. As you walked into this tent, this large tent, 75 by 45, you, you to the right was a table of 12 loaves of bread, the 12 tribes of Israel. And the priest was responsible for keeping that bread fresh. And then to the left was a lampstand three branches with a center shaft and they had to pull oil in the center shaft to keep the fire burning. And then as you walk straight, there was a curtain with an altar of incense. And this incense gave off this wonderful smell and everything in the tabernacle pointed to Jesus. When you look at the table of showbread, he is the bread of life. When you turn to your left, he is the light of the world. When you looked at the altar of incense, he is the perfections of God. Can I get a witness? So daily, the priest had to go in and make sure that these things stayed straight. And then once a year on Yom Kippur, only the high priest, family of Aaron, could go in, tie a rope around themselves, and on the outside, before they went in, there was a laver, a, a big pan, a big basin pan. They would kill a lamb without blemish, and I mean it had to be without blemish, a male lamb, they had to kill a lamb and take his blood, pour it in the basin, and the high priest would come past the curtain into the Holy of Holies. As two cherubim wings met, the presence of God was in the middle in a cloud, and under him was the Ark of the Covenant, and in the Ark was... Aaron's rod that budded, number 17, and uh, and the Ten Commandments, amen, and manna. All this was in the ark. And here's what the priest, high priest had to do. He had to take that blood from an innocent uh, lamb without blemish and sprinkle the blood seven times. And when he sprinkled the blood seven times, listen, the lid, amen, to the mercy seat, It was a judgment seat. The lid was shut, meaning that Israel's sins were covered for one year. Every year, the high priest had to come back. And when the priest went outside of the tent and gave the signal that God had accepted the sacrifice, all Israel shouted. And you and I would shout if if we knew our sins were covered for one year. We would shout all over the place. Can I get a witness? But Hebrews 10, 12 says, but this man, talking about Jesus, 
after he offered one sacrifice, he doesn't have to come back every year because you can't lose your salvation. After he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right-hand side of God. And we know he died. Didn't he die? He died till the sun stopped shining. He, he died till the earth started reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion said, surely this was the son of God. And we know that early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Can I get a witness? The problem in the world, the world's going to hell. They will not accept that he got up. Turn to your neighbor and say, I know he got up. The reason I know he got up, because we got up with him. When he got up, we got up. When he rose, we rose. Because he's got the victory, we have the victory. We're not fighting for the victory. We're fighting from the victory. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. So look at it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Lay it out. Lay it out. Lay it out. The veil of the temple was rent, torn into from the top to the bottom. We see a tear in this curtain. What, what does it symbolically mean? Well, an opening of access. Nobody could go behind that curtain without God killing them. Now that Jesus has died, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. That, that, that means you don't, you, don't, you don't need a priest to confess your sins to. I know I'm going to take somebody off this morning, but I'm good at that, so let me just take them off. You, you, don't, you, don't, need, you, don't, you don't need a priest to confess your sins to because you are a royal priesthood. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to go in no closet and tell somebody who's just as sinful as you that you got sins. Can I get a witness? Because God said, come on in here. Come boldly. You don't need to worry about a curtain. You, you don't need to worry about getting killed. You got access and you got approachability and you got acceptance to pray at any time. In any place, you can pray in your bedroom. You can pray in your car. You can pray in your kitchen. You can pray on your job. Come boldly to the throne of grace. There's a benefit here. Yeah, there's an opening door here. Listen to this. Revelation, don't turn. Two or three is the seven churches of Asia Minor. Only two churches met Jesus' approval, Philadelphia and Smyrna. Smyrna means olive, brand, olive that has been crushed. And Philadelphia is a, city, a, a brotherly love. Jesus told the church at Philadelphia, you have an open Now, let me stop, pause, and part, because when you go read that, 
Philadelphia, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through some hard things. But I've given you an open door. See, the problem in the church, folk want open doors, but they don't want to go through nothing. Can I get a witness? You, you, child of God, child of God, child of God, you better get this. This, this is why I'm trying to develop and disciple people in Christ. You don't need to be on the outskirts of spirituality. You don't, you don't need to be ignorant of this warfare. You don't, you, don't need, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to sit here like, amen, Satan is just going to let you run up and down Front Street without attacking you. Can I get a witness? Child of God, one of the things you got to remember is that when you uh, determine in your mind you want to do right, live right, be in the will of God, study the word of God, walk in the word of God, God is going to open doors for you. I'm a witness. He'll open doors for you. I'm a witness. He'll give you a new access. Won't he do it? Amen. Lights. He will give you a new access of privilege and peace. Look at the immediate. The immediate is he died and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Here's the principle. But the ultimate was everybody after this that was saved had access, had approachability to Almighty God. My God. God is so deep. You see, because we don't read the Bible, we don't come to Bible study, we don't know. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, when the, under the law of the Spirit, that there are three groans that take place. There's a groan of creation. That creation is groaning for redemption. The waters are polluted. The land is smoggy. But then it goes on to say, listen, that not only are the Lord have mercy, is creation groaning, but listen, but we are groaning. We keep groaning. We keep sighing. We, we keep, we keep deflating. We are groaning for God's deliverance. Can I get a witness? But then the third groan, listen to this, the Holy Spirit is groaning. He begins to groan, verse 26, as he prays for you with a prayer that you can't pray. So when you can't pray, I've got a paraclete who does pray, and he's praying on my behalf to Almighty God. That's the Holy Spirit. Hang in there with me now. He's groaning to God for you and I to be delivered. Can I get a witness? Now, now listen, wasn't there a time in your life when you couldn't even pray? Wasn't there a time in your life when you were shut down, you felt like giving up, you felt like going back, you felt like throwing the towel in, and out of nowhere... The Lord snatched you out of, out of nowhere. The Lord blessed you out of nowhere. The Lord redeemed you out of nowhere. The Lord made that thing right. That's because somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me, and I'm so glad they prayed. While you had a needle in your arm, your mother was praying. While you was in jail, your daddy was praying. 
while you was about to do something stupid, somebody kept praying. Can I get a witness? In the Lord God, won't he open doors? Won't he give you privileges? Won't he give you access? Praise his holy name. There's the immediate. There's the ultimate. Thank you for the ultimate. Thank you, Lord, that everything that has transpired in my life, the immediate may have hurt me, but the ultimate's going to help me. Huh? I, I may have struggled in the immediate, but the ultimate, I'm going to shout. Can I get a witness? I may have felt like giving up in the immediate, but help's on its way. And I'm thanking him for the ultimate. And when you get to the ultimate and you realize that it was Jesus that turned your thing around. It was Jesus that snatched you out of hell. It was Jesus that made a way out of no way. You wouldn't go back and change a thing. Because now I know that the Lord is good. Now I know that the Lord is able now I know that the Lord is all powerful. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my shepherd. Can I get a witness? And he's worthy of all your praise. Why? Because the immediate uh, is connected to the ultimate and I'm waiting to see the ultimate um, I know what's in the immediate uh, but I'm waiting to see the ultimate I'm thanking God that he opened up a door did he open up a door won't he open up a door he'll open he'll open he'll open won't he open up a door he opens up doors all the time he closes doors no man can open. He opens up doors no man can close. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy. Thank you, Jesus, for the ups. Thank you for the downs. Thank you for the confusion. Thank you for the hurts. Thank you for the downs. Thank you, Lord. Because you're worthy, you're wise, you know what you're doing. Can I get a witness? And I choose to trust you because you've had my past. You got my present. Now I know you got my future. Say yeah, say yeah. Worthy, 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 worthy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Been through hell, but the Lord is good. Been through bad feelings, but the Lord is good. Been entangled in knots, but the Lord is good. Been knocked down, but the Lord is good. I can take a licking and keep on ticking because the Lord is good. Say yeah, 
Any God, any God, any God. You don't know. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Can I get a witness? He's an on-time God. He's an all-wise God. He's an all-powerful God. He's worthy. And he's worthy. 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 Worthy, 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 worthy to be praised. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. But 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 secondly, 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 secondly. We we see a we see a tear. Joseph Joseph told his brothers don't be afraid nothing's going to happen to you am, am I am I not in the place of God you meant it for evil but God had my ultimate for good don't you know God's got your back? Don't you know God's got your front? Don't you know God's got your side? He's worthy. 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 All right. Praise him. Praise him. Secondly, 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 secondly. Secondly. Secondly, secondly, secondly. We see a transfiguration of the corpses. Not only a tear in the curtain, but now we see a transformation of the corpses. Look what it says in verse 50, 52. And the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints which slept 
arose. Now let me deal with this and give specificity to what's here. I buried my mother and my father and my brother and in every circumstance the casket went down. Are y'all getting this? In fact, when I went to my mother's funeral, the graveyard out of rolling green, the casket was going down. We stand there in the snow and my cell phone popped off my waist into the grave. And my oldest brother said, you know she's going to call you tonight. <laughs> I needed that laugh. Uh, how can bodies be buried in a grave, lowered, and the Bible says, and the graves open? They opened, Lord have mercy, and many bodies of the saints, not the ain'ts, Ain'ts don't get up. Ain'ts go to hell and burn in a lake of fire. And the word sleep or slept denotes a temporary amen phase that they go, we don't sleep in no grave. Are y'all praying with me? Look what it says. And, and, and the bodies, saints which slept arose and notice in verse 53, he makes sure you understand that nobody could completely resurrect, get up until Jesus got up because he's the first fruits of the grace. He's the resurrection. And they went into the holy city, Jerusalem. Now, now stop, stop. See, one of the things we don't do as Bible students is look at every word and measure it. Golgotha is not in Jerusalem. Golgotha is outside of Jerusalem. Jesus died outside of the city. Are y'all getting this? Meaning when these, when these saints sat up in the grave, later on after the resurrection, they actually went, walked into Jerusalem in a glorified state that had been in Abraham's bosom waiting for Jesus to come. You can read when you go home. That's why in John chapter 8, when he was arguing with the religious leaders, they said, are you greater than our father Abraham? Jesus said, Abraham was glad to see my day. Now, can I preach this? How can Abraham be in hell, the good side of Sheol, and know and see Jesus? Abraham was glad to see my day. Don't you think the inference is when Jesus was born at Bethlehem of Ephrata that the message had got down into Sheol? The Messiah is here and they start shouting all over the place. Can I get a witness? Don't, don't you know when he met on Mount Transfiguration with Moses and Elijah? And they were telling him, be encouraged. We all, we all cheering you on. Get through this. And Moses and Elijah went back to Sheol and said, we saw him. We talked to him. 
He's right on time with redemption. Don't you know they shouted and child of God, the Bible says, and wait a minute, what made the graves come open? It was the earthquake. When he died, rocks were split. Earthquake. Moon started hemorrhaging. Sun lost its light. Stars start falling. When he died, when he died, he finished the work. When he died, he defied death. When he died, he paid the ransom for many. He cleared all credit cards. He paid the price. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. But what happened here? He, yeah, uh-huh. God removed obstacles. In the ultimate, from the immediate. Don't you know God will remove obstacles? Everything in 27 years God asked me to do in this church, I, I, I would go back to God saying, I, I can't do this. How am I going? He said, that's not for you to know. Just go and do it. When you need me, I'll be there. I'm preaching to somebody. Mo- Moses, after the Passover, just take the children and with haste, Passover, run in the middle of the night. And as you're running, uh, just keep on running. And Moses was running and came to that Red Sea. God never told Moses he was running towards the Red Sea. And God is never telling you, you're running right into trouble. God's not telling you what's waiting ahead of you. God's not telling you what difficulties you got to face next year and the year after that. What God is telling you when you get there, be still and know that I'm God. When you get there, I'll open up the Red Sea for you. I wish I had a witness. When you get there, when you meet your troubles, when you meet your difficulty, when you meet that obstacle, I'm going to remove the obstacle because that's what I do best. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. I wait for things to get hot. I wait for things to get blocked. I wait for things to get out of your control. Then I move at the last moment so that the whole world will know it's me and not you. Can I get a witness? That's why, but they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength. He'll mount you up with wings like eagles. He'll run and not get weary. He'll walk and not faint. The minute you hit an obstacle, God comes along and moves the obstacle. Then he wants you to praise him. Can I get a witness? He don't want you to give the people impression that you're so smart and you so gifted and you so fine that it was you that did it. God is waiting for you to tell the truth. Can I get a witness? God is waiting for you to stand up and say, I was out of options. I had nowhere to turn. My vision turned to venom. My strength turned to struggle. I was ready to throw the towel in. But Jesus, that's what he's asking for. But Jesus showed up 
in the nick of time at the right time he was on time all the time before I ran out of time the Lord is good the immediate was that these bodies set up amen yeah but the ultimate was God wants us to live by faith freedom and fruitfulness God wants us to know that our obstacles will be removed when he gets in the picture can I get a witness and child of God as I come in you need yeah to understand that the immediate was already linked to the ultimate. And that's our hope. Our hope is not just looking at the past and even the present. Our hope is to live in the future by faith. Our hope is to see that the immediate is already linked with the ultimate. And until you understand the ultimate, you can't judge the immediate. The immediate has to be judged in the context of the ultimate. Can I get a witness? That went right over your head. That means, amen, whatever you're going through this morning, you cannot stand up and talk about how bad it is. Can I get a witness? You got to wait on him until you see the ultimate. And then when you see the ultimate, you'll look back on the immediate and say, thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you for my struggles. I want to thank you for my trials. I want to thank you for my tribulations. I want to thank you for all the mess I went through. Because now as I look back, I know it was nobody but you. You were transforming me. You were trans- you was translating me. You were transferring me. Can I get a witness? And I choose to praise your holy and everlasting name. But finally, 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 we see the testimony of a centurion in verse 54. Now, don't don't mess this up. The word centurion comes from the word century, a Roman soldier in charge of a hundred soldiers. Yeah. Roman soldiers came from a polytheistic environment, an environment of many gods. Let me, let me tell you what the problem is in America. Yeah. The, ch- the fight in the church is over culture. We've placed culture over Christ. That's the whole fight. We let unsaved folk going to hell in society dictate to you how you ought to live. What you ought to approve, what you ought to disapprove, how you ought to feel, and not the word of God. And people get upset with me. They be writing me, pastor, you said. Well, I'm saying what's in the Bible. The problem is some of y'all eat at too many tables. And you become sick on your stomach. One preacher telling you you can lose your salvation, so you come back here looking at me like I'm crazy. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Another preacher talking about name it and claim it. You've been naming it for 15 years and ain't claiming nothing. 
Can I get a witness? You, 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 you just been, you've been poisoned by too many doctrines. Can I get a witness? But my Bible says, oh, I'm preaching now. My Bible says we ought not get caught up in anything but Christ. What does the word of God say? That's all that matters to God. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet up in That's all right. The fact of the matter is that after the earthquake, after the veil was torn, after, Lord have mercy, the corpses sat up, then this centurion soldier, verse 54, and they that were with him watching Jesus. Don't miss that word. As long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, I'm fine. And that's, and that's why, let me, let me say it. We on TV, let me, let me say it. I want everybody unequivocally clear, crystal clear. Don't invite me to any ecumenical movements. I don't do good in them. You say, well, what is ecumenical? Well, don't sit me here with all these other faiths and all these other people, you know, involved in all these organizations and expect me to be nice. It ain't happening. Paul said, I don't want to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Can I get a witness? No, we don't all serve the same gods. That's a lie from hell. We don't all serve. I serve the true and living God. Can I get a witness? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, well, well you know what? Uh, uh, you call him this and I call him that. And I'm going to call you something in a minute. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So if you're an Eastern star, Western star, Morning star, Southern star, I don't want to hear Mason, Basin, Jason. I don't want to hear that. I don't care what organization you're in, only Jesus. And Jesus only. You can be homosexual, you can be lesbian, you, you can go both ways, ACDC, only Jesus. Somebody got to preach it. And Jesus only. You can like men, you can like women, you can like dogs, only Jesus. And Jesus only. We are not going to shrink from the truth because the truth shall set you free. Can I get a witness? I'm coming in for a landing. The centurion said, surely. You know what God is waiting for you to say? Surely. This is the son of God. And when you say surely, that means unequivocal. When you say surely, it means without explanation. When you say surely, it means I'm crystal clear. When you say surely, it means you didn't hear me yet. When you say surely, it means only him and him only. Surely, this is the son of God. Now listen. Now listen. That's the immediate. Here's the ultimate. 
First John, the Holy Spirit says through John, if you confess me before men, hmm, I'll open up doors of blessings. If you deny me, I'll deny you. If you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Can I get a witness? Help me, Holy Ghost. I, I remember when I was in high school in the, in the 60s, I, 66, I was in 10th grade, and them gangs was all up in South Philly, Bruce, and they come up to you and say, where you from, man? And, and if you named the gang and they was fighting, or you were just in a fight. But you had this contingency of people right there in South Philadelphia. High. Where you from? Nowhere. That means they didn't want to be affiliated with anybody. But the gang starts saying this, where do you live? And wherever you live, that's the gang you was from. I'm preaching now. Let me make this analogy work right here in church. Where you from? Well, I, no, nowhere. Well, where you go to church? St. Matthew. Yeah, well, you, you affiliated with that pastor and that pastor preaches. You're affiliated with Jesus and Jesus says, and once you name your affiliation, that's the gang you from. Once you say, I belong to Jesus, that's the gang you from. So you might as well just start rocking and rolling. You might as well just start fighting and kicking because you cannot have the privileges of Christ and not the responsibility of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Don't be no chump. Stand up. I'm a blood-washed, blood-bought, born-again child of the king. Say, I'm saved, saved, saved from the guttermost, saved to the uttermost, saved. The immediate affects the ultimate. Let's stand on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, Jesus, Son of the living God, died for this, for all your sins, was buried, rose again. You need to publicly make him Ask him to come into your life and save you. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Put your hand there. Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ once and for all, knowing I'm going to glory. Perhaps you are saved looking for a church home. Raise your hand. Is there one? Anybody? You want to be saved or join a church in a Christian experience? Just raise your hand. Praise his name. Father God, we thank you for the principle that the immediate is connected with the ultimate. That that which is in the present has far-reaching futuristic ramifications. That when you move in one place, you automatically move in another. Thank you for the immediate. But thank you more for the ultimate. How you 
are moving in such a major way in our lives. Have your way. Be Lord of our lives. Order our steps. Change our thinking. Humble our spirits. Help us to eat your word daily. And we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, at the, la- at the same time, God is blessing me. Now listen, before you leave, sign up for our picnic. Hold it. Sign up for our picnic, $10, or put a dollar down or something. Listen, Wednesday is women worship sharing at 6.30. Chosen in the alcove at 6.45. We love you. Have a great day. And don't blow yourself up at the grill. Love you, man. Love you, man. Great job. Great job. Great job. All right, boy.